0: Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Welcome to the Quilt Connection. I'm Alex Anderson. This is a really exciting day for us here at the Quill Connection because it's our very first podcast. About two months ago, my trusty webmaster, Matt, called me up and said, Alex, we need to get with the program and podcast. Well, I didn't really know what he was talking about, so he told me to get on my swimming gear, grab my surfboard, and hit the internet. So I surfed around for a while and discovered a whole new world that is simply fabulous, fabulous, and a perfect medium of communication. In fact, I even found some other quilting podcast areas. You might want to check that out. I really didn't know what to expect, didn't know what we could do, but I realize now after playing with this, we can only reach for the stars. This is just fabulous. So understanding that Matthew lives in another state from me, I didn't know what to do to get started. And then I thought of Sam. Sam is a local guru in audio. And so I called up Sam and boy, he ordered me exactly what we needed. And he came over and put in some wires here and there. And I'm sitting now in front of a microphone and a box that's got flashing lights. And well, I guess you could say we're ready to go. So thank you, Sam and Matthew, for helping us get started with this wonderful, wonderful new venture. Anyways, what I look forward to doing here on this show is basically educating and inspiring you. And we'll do this through specific lessons by picking a subject matter, by introducing people that are quilters around the United States, well, actually the world, by talking about coming up events, different things that inspire us, questions and answers, and Simply Quilts. Oh, yeah, Simply Quilts. Well, as you can imagine, the list goes on and on and on. First, I do feel we need to address the Simply Quilt situation. As many of you know, um, HGTV has decided not to pick up any new shows. I have to say that it has been an extraordinary experience and I would like to share with you how I've been working through the process. When HGTV had not yet picked up any new shows, I could really see the writing on the wall and I gotta tell you, I had a full-blown pity party. I called my girlfriends and I whined and I moaned and was very upset about the fact that I just kind of knew it wasn't going to be happening. And after about five hours of this self absorbed party, I thought, you know what, Alex, there's a bigger picture to this now. What is it? And as soon as I asked that question, it was crystal clear. I realized that it was not about me, it was about you, and it was about our quilting community. So I worked through it, and HGTV, the director of programming, set up a conference call. You know, those kinds that are on your calendar, and everybody's there at a certain time. And frankly, I was a little nervous about it, because I, while I thought I had worked through it, I didn't know when push came to shove, if I really had Well, when we spoke on the phone and I was told that, yes, HGTV would not be ordering any new Simply Quilts episodes and that, yes, they would continue to run through 06 on DIY and HGTV, my reaction was totally unanticipated. I was okay with it. I was calm with it. It was not at all what I thought would happen deep, deep down inside me. Now, of course, I'm sad like you. I mean, you're talking 10 years of my life and being able to celebrate, enjoy, educate, inspire through the medium that I adore, which is quilting, on television has been a wildest dream I could never have even imagined. But it was okay. Well, after that phone call the word got out, and I guess you could say that the ball dropped or the shoe fell or whatever, and I just cannot begin to tell you the heartfelt letters, the thank yous, the cry from the quilters across the United States, professionally and non-professionally, was simply overwhelming. I then got on and saw the petition online, and I have to tell you, I sat and started reading some of the responses, and I got really, really sad, because while I knew it would be a loss in my life, and I figured a loss in the viewer's life, the depth of it never really crossed my mind. And so, you know, it's been very interesting, I do believe that when one door shuts, another opens. And guess what? That door right now is podcasting. So here we go. Let's get talking about quilting. I'd like to start with Simply Quilts. Periodically, I go across the country for Bernina, and I do a lecture called Behind the Scenes of Simply Quilts. And in this lecture, I tell exactly what it took to put on this production. Okay, you guys see me on the TV screen, but I will tell you there's probably 40 people behind the scenes that make the magic work. And um, I'm just 5% of that. I give the guest, oh gosh, 30% of that. And then the remaining goes to the support staff, the crew, and everyone else. At the end of my lecture, I'm often asked, who my favorite guest was. And it's, I think, you've got to be kidding. I mean, how many girlfriends could I get in trouble with by saying that? So I I say, oh, I could never pick. Oh, no, I could pick a guest. It would be my dad. I figure I'm safe with that one. (laughs) But anyways, um, it would be impossible to pick my favorite guest because every single person who has been on Simply Quilts brings a piece to the party or a... Slice of the pie to the party that is unique to themselves. I mean, they all come with their own spirit. They all come with their own inspiration, their own creativity. And, in fact, it's mind-boggling. But what I'd like to do today is tell you about one guest that really will never leave my heart or my mind. Her name is Zelpha Sudara. Zelpha is from New York city or the New York area, and we found her in a quilting magazine. She does incredible quilts that are storybook quilts. In fact, you might remember her. It was in the 600 series. In fact, her show was 657. She would take the stories that we grew up with, like Little Red Riding Hood, Rapunzel. One quilt she had was a paper dolly quilt, and she would sew and paint these quilts. I have to tell you, they were absolutely incredible. Now, Zelfa is not on the professional scene, as you might see other people like Libby Lehman and Paula Reed and Ricky Timms and all that. She just does this in her hometown for the love of quilting. So, her guild sent her. That is so awesome, I can't stand it. Well, Zelfa showed up that day, And the quilts were even better in person than what you saw on television or what I saw in the magazine. Her attention to detail is absolutely incredible. So, as the host of Simply Quilts, it was my job to get the guests through the segments in the amount of time given to us and then, of course, cover the subject matter that we needed to cover. Well, one of the segments was painting Little Red Riding Hood's face. And Zelpha actually did it with her finger. She didn't use a brush or anything. In fact, when I watched her put the face on Red Riding Hood, I would say it was almost like somebody putting makeup on. She used her little finger and would just blend the blush and and work out the whole feature of the face. Well, I could see that we were running out of time of that segment and I was getting trying to push Zelpha on, but she was so in tune with her piece. And so in the moment of getting everything just right, that she was hesitant to move on. So now here comes my problem as host. What do I do? Well, in my ear, I have a little piece where the director's booth can talk to me, and that's where the producers, the directors, they can tell me if we need to retake a shot, if I need to repeat something, if there's a question that hasn't been asked. It's communication with with the big cheeses, so to speak. And the director said, let her do what she's doing. It's absolutely wonderful. I will follow her. My friends, never in the history of Simply Quilts had that happened, and it has never happened since. She simply charmed us with the way she was working on her quilt. Now, what you didn't see was after the show, Zelpha invited me to come to her home so that she could teach me how to do this because she was concerned that down the road, this passion or this tradition of her quilt making style would not be passed on. And, you know, I looked at her and it was like, Zelfa, you've got to be kidding. There is no way anyone could capture the moment of these quilts other than you. And I think that that was one of the aspects of Zelfa that was so incredibly charming was that she really did not understand the depth and soul and beauty of her work, or if she did, she was certainly humble about it. On a personal note, Zelfa takes her quilts to the local library at storytelling time and shares her quilts while telling stories that relate to her quilts with children of special needs. So, I feel privileged to have been able to host a show with Zelpha. I am honored that I got to meet her in person, and I am blessed that I got to see her quilts firsthand. Now it's time to talk about color. I have been working with color since, oh, I was a little girl. I've always loved to draw. I've always loved to create. I've always loved everything about art. But I have to tell you honestly, Mm, till about 15 years ago, I really was not comfortable with color. If you brought out the color wheel, there's a good chance I'd break out in a sweat or something. When I was in college, I had the opportunity to take a class from a woman named Marika Contempasis, And Marika was a crochet artist. I believe now she's down in the Los Angeles area designing women's wear. But at the time, she was a crochet artist. And by that, I mean not stuff that you would wear. She would crochet wall sculptures. Yes, some of her stuff was wearable, but it was art. It was just absolutely incredible. It opened, actually, it opened my eyes to what's possible in the medium of fiber. Anyway, she would come in with this big, old bag of what I would say was the ugliest collection of yarn possible on the face of the earth. And she would dig into this and bring it out, crochet, and magic would form right before our eyes. And what I realized was that I really didn't know anything about color. So I was driving over to school one day, I was at San Francisco State, and I thought, well, you know what, okay, I don't really know anything about color, but I think this class needs to know about the good colors and the bad colors of this world. So in class, I decided to inform everybody um, which colors we just do not need in our life. And I started saying, I mean, there's nothing worse than brown. There's nothing worse than green, yellow, or orange. I mean, basically, I was putting down the entire fall palette. Now, I don't normally like to clump colors like that, but that's what it was. And Marika stopped the class, turned around, and looked at me and said, to say you hate a color... Tells me you're ignorant of its use. Ouch. Okay, I was not looking very smart in that moment. (laughs) Um, But, you know, she was right. My mom says it another way. She says, To say you hate a color is like saying you hate a key on the piano. You simply do not understand its relationship with the other keys. In fact, if you took out keys, where would the music be? I've taken that um, quote from Marika to heart, and I have worked and worked and worked on becoming more comfortable with colors that I'm not so comfortable with. And the opportunity presented itself, I don't know, about 15, 18 years ago, when I was approached by Michael Kyle, who was the owner of Quilt Digest Press, and he asked me to do some quilts for a star book that Laura Nouns was writing in a series. And we were to meet at the Cotton Patch in Lafayette, California, and I was to make four quilts, and four different people chose the different color palettes. I chose monochromatic blue and white, And Bill chose brights, which were kind of jewel tones. Laura chose red, white, and blue. Ooh, felt real safe with that one. And then Michael chose this autumn print filled with brown, yellow. (laughs) You get the picture. And I'm just looking at it, not quite knowing how to even respond because you see Michael was known as having the best taste in the industry. So I swallowed, took the fabric home, and worked on the quilt. Guess what ended up on the cover of the book? That's right, the quilt that was in autumn colors. Guess what my favorite or most safe colors are now to work with? Fall colors. Can you believe it? So what I would like to do is for you to take a moment... And consider what your most challenging color is. Okay, something came to mind. I know it did. And I want you to go to your local quilt shop and find a piece of focus fabric that has this color in it, predominantly. Then what you want to do is use all the other colors in that fabric along with the color that makes you really uncomfortable. And you'll be amazed. It will work. It will be just Like magic. In essence, what you're doing is you're letting the designer of the cloth do the work for you. If you like the cloth, chances are your quilt will be smashing. So my challenge is pick that color and deal with it. And who knows, it might end up being your best friend. I found a really great, great quote from an educator. His name is John Holt, and it is, We learn to do something by doing it there's no other way. You can meet the challenge. I know you can. Well, it's time to go. I cannot believe how quickly this passed, but we will meet again via podcasting and or in person. So until we meet and we quilters do get around, happy quilting. For quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.